Good evening and welcome to The Breakdown. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. We are so glad to be here with you tonight and uh, we're going to make it a new practice where we're just going to be like the roving reporters coming anywhere. Very, very transient (laughs) and you'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know where we are. There, there's actually not a whole lot of room uh, for anything to fall tonight. I mean, so there'll be there'll be nothing coming from the I ceiling. I hope not, because so. I did not bring a helmet today. So. <laughs> it has been so cool, Luke and I, just sitting here talking, uh, talking to the production team. Been so cool over these past eight weeks. Now this is our eighth episode, wow. so bringing this to the second month, really exciting. Uh, to take these times with you and go through the word that the Lord has brought forth on a Sunday, and we're just trusting Him. So before we get into anything, Luke, why don't you take us home in prayer? Absolutely. So Father, we come before you, and we just thank you for uh, everything that you do for us, how you provide for every need. And Father, we come to you asking that you uh, would just reveal your truth to us in a deeper way, in a, in a lasting way, uh, that we wouldn't just do this um, you know, out of out of a pattern that we wouldn't just, you know, that for me and Kurt, it wouldn't just be, you know, being conscious of cameras or, or conscious of how we speak, but that we would just really be in tune to your spirit. And for those watching, uh, that it wouldn't just be tuning in to watch another program, but truly um, that all of our hearts would just yearn for your truth, your truth as it applies to each one of us today so that we can be uh, the men and women of God that you are calling us to be. And so we give you uh, the rest of this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so as we get started here, just really want to give a shout-out to all the kids and all the workers. Yes. It's Wednesday, yes. and it's been an amazing kids' camp mm-hmm. so far. So big shout-out to all the kids. Absolutely. And you know what was interesting? I came in today uh, to the church, and I got to see and hear the kids dancing and having fun. I thought, I know that song. For some reason, I know that song. And it took the kids telling me, hey, this is on the breakdown. <laughs> I thought, wow, if our kids know the music that's on the breakdown, this is really cool. That's so awesome. Big that shout out. So awesome. And I know all those workers. I know everybody's working hard at the breakdown at, at the kids camp this week. So super exciting just to experience that and have a great time. So mm-hmm. the, really excited there. And great job, Amy, for leading our kids in an awesome breakdown dance. So. If you are, were here on Sunday service, some pretty amazing things happen. So what I love is that you know many times we're here watching both services, but we only show the first service yeah. live. Um, so if you weren't here second service, I want to tell you a little bit about some of the things that happened. But before we do that, first service, we had Kayla come up and share a word. And if you're new, Pastor Zach shares this uh, at the fireside, if you're new to HPC, it's not uncommon for somebody to come up and give a word, a prophetic word, or an encouragement or an exhortation, uh, which you don't see a lot. And it's really good. One of the things we love about this church is that we believe that it should be a body ministry where it's not just a few people speaking. So Kayla came up on Sunday and brought this word. And she said it was resonating with her all morning and it was sobriety. And very specifically, Luke, she was bringing us to this place of, you know, addiction being conquered and that God really wanted to bring sobriety. And she specifically saw seven people being delivered and set free. And we got to talking about this the other day. And it's so beautiful because whenever a prophetic word comes forth, there is a specific intended purpose for that word. But then there's also, because God's word is so broad, Mm -hmm. there's also a greater purpose for that word too. And so we we were both thinking on Sunday. We both thought the same thing when we were talking. The fact that she said that there were seven people. Yeah. So, yes, there could be seven people in the room at that time. 
However, biblically speaking, seven is uh, the number of completion, the number of, com- of uh, perfection. And I had just been reading the day before in Revelation where um, you know, John, the author, is told to write to the seven churches. Yes. Now, my commentary uh, said that you know they, these are actually seven specific churches, but the fact that it, the number seven is there, that means that the truths to these seven churches can then be applied to all churches yes. and even to us today. So the fact that um, Kayla had the number seven impressed upon her in relation to sobriety, yeah, yeah, there could be seven people in the room uh, that God specifically wants to deliver, um, but that is also a message to all of us. Yes. And, you know, in 1 Peter uh, 5.8, it says, you know, be alert and of a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yeah, so yeah, all of us may not have an active, you know, addiction to a substance, but we all struggle with this idea of sobriety, that I am called to be alert to the things of the spirit and not to the things that Satan is throwing at me to get me off course and away and into a place where I am not hearing from God clearly. Mm. And I just want to say to Kayla, thank you so much for being obedient to that word. And and what I love is that she was talking about spending some time that morning kind of wrestling through and making sure. And that's really good practice. But to come up and, and I was standing there, we were standing there on the stage right next to each other, which may have been why we were thinking the same way. And I was like, man, I saw this verse and I thought just like this- the girls were all wearing the cheetah print. <laughs> Do we, we need to talk about the same that? Thoughts. Oh my yes. goodness, what is going on? I came home that day and all social media was covered with all the girls wearing cheetah print. And I thought, I surely forgot to wear mine. I, I should have worn my shoes or something, which I have used to, to which you said you I have own nothing. cheetah print? No, I actually don't. I, very good. Okay. All right. <laughs> I do have some cheetah stuff, but it, it's not it's not worth bringing in. So it's from your old days. It is right? from the okay. old days. Okay. But so ma- major thanks to Kayla. Thank you so much for bringing that word. But this is where my mind went to being sober and watchful and vigilant. Why? Because we have that enemy. So to take that word, even if you didn't feel like, oh, I don't I don't have an addiction like you're saying, Luke. But for all of us to take that word and take inventory and become that much more watchful in our walk with the Lord. And I think we would all be very surprised. I know I am every time I take inventory. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. There's an area. Ooh. This is a there's this is a situation where, yeah, I was not, I missed that. I missed that window where God wanted to use me or where I could have been used, you know? That's so good. So second service, which was not recorded, if you weren't here, and for those of you who were, it was awesome. We really had a time of miracles. We, we ended worship and Pastor Zach said, well, you know, God really moved first service. Another great thing that I love here is that we don't necessarily just focus on replicating second service, what happened first service. And this is such an important thing. Yeah. Nothing is canned. But Zach really had this uh, sense in his heart that we needed to move forward with this. So second service, we had a time at the altar of prayer for miracles, whether it was miracles for family, physical healing, mental, emotional addiction. And we watched the Lord do some amazing things in that time. So it's just really an exciting day. And then, of course, we dive into this word where Pastor Zach is bringing us to the next three lessons on the King's Academy. Yes. So we're continuing in the story of King David. Um, Again, just to go back to the first week, this is covering that period of time uh, 
from his anointing by Samuel yeah. to his appointing as king. And during this period, God is teaching him different le lessons, and Pastor Zach unearths them for us yeah. each week. And uh, the three lessons for this week are that of integrity, honor, and then confrontation. Mm. Um, this this uh, deals specifically with David's uh, contentious relationship with Saul, um, not on the part of David, but on the right. part of Saul, um, and how David interacts with Saul as Saul is trying to come after him. Mm. So um, again, go into 1 Samuel and read the story so that you can be well-versed. Um, and if Pastor Zach continues in this um, on Serious. Sunday, this way maybe we can you might have read ahead a little bit and you'll have that in your mind when he's, when he's preaching. Um, but I believe the chapters for this week would cover events from chapters 19, 24, and 26 in 1 Samuel. That's so awesome. we come to integrity. Yes. So be, even before we get to integrity, Luke, I have to say, you, you said, okay, we got these three lessons, integrity, honor, and confrontation, and they are in that order. Yes. We tend yes. to want to jump right to confrontation yes. and be like, so this true. is wrong. I need to deal with this. I need to confront this. And Pastor Zach was even talking about that being maybe one of the major issues in church culture is when we see something wrong, we feel as though we have this immediate need to correct it. And I think it's not even because it's a church culture thing, it's because it's a human mm. sin nature thing. I want to act, I wanna act while I feel alive. Yeah. And that, that feeling of vengeance and confrontation makes us feel alive. Oh, and there's something attractive to that that our sinful nature likes. Oh, it loves it, it draw, it's drawn right to it. And you know, this is not necessarily something that Pastor Zach brought up, but the proverb says that before honor, is humility mm. and so integrity is that beautiful place and i even see that in working towards integrity god brings us to this place of humility amen and so we have to learn you know we were talking about how how does integrity come about so pastor zach was sharing some great quotes you know you think like nothing's gonna happen <laughs> nothing's falling from the ceiling but something new every week so this is great so we had this quote from Pastor Zach, and integrity is the refusal to match your standards to your opponents and instead match them to the Lord's, which is a powerful, right. powerful thing. I immediately thought about um, one of the biggest things in my early days of ministry as a youth pastor, I was handed the book from John Maxwell, Developing the Leader Within You. And this was transformational for me because John, John says that integrity is, I am who I am, no matter where I am yes. and who I'm with. Yes. So yes. I do not change based on the people I'm around mm -hmm. or the environment that I'm in. I, I am who I am, which I think we do not learn unless we take those steps of being taught right. by the Lord with humility. Right, and that's, and that's the thing is because behind every single one of our actions, there is, and it may not be a conscious thought, but there is a thought, there's a presupposition and our, all of our actions flow from an ideology. They flow from our integrity and, uh, you know, our standards. Mm -hmm. Standards. Everyone has standards. Yeah. Uh, to go back to Zach's quote. So, but we need to match our standards to the Lord because everyone is throwing standards at us. Oh, yeah. And so how are we supposed to live? We have to live according to the Lord's standards. And this is uh, why I think that word on sobriety was so key and fundamental to this talk on integrity because I need to be alert. I need to have a sober mind 
And part of that sobriety is knowing the mind of Christ. Mm. So integrity, having these core set of values, like you said, we live in a very relativistic culture where you can have your truth on that side of right. the table, Luke, and I can have mine. Exactly. And that is one of the major problems that we're in mm-hmm. today. But truth is truth, regardless of whether or not you and I decide to accept right. it. Or how we feel. Yeah, exactly. And so what, what we were discussing is how do we come to that place where we have a set of core values that's different from everyone around us? And Pastor Zach was saying, you know, it may not always be the people in the world that are trying to get you to change your belief system and do something wrong. Like in this situation, exactly. it was David's mighty men. It was the people he was surrounded by. Right. Now's the time. Go and capture yeah, him. He's Go right there, right Dave. there. Kill him. He's right there. He's ta- he's going to the bathroom. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so what what existed inside of David? This is the integrity and the humility that we're talking about. And Pastor Zach was bringing to us that we want to tap. What existed inside of him? That caused him not to do that. And it was this core set of values Mm -hmm. that he had that had come from his relationship with the Lord. Because his whole thing is, how could I touch the Lord's anointed? Right. And and this all goes back to that very first lesson, that very first week of lessons in the King's Academy, where David knew his strength was the Lord's. He knew that everything came from the Lord, his anointing. Um, and his ability to do the tasks that the Lord was calling him to do. Yeah. It all was the Lord. Um, because that's the only way he could have functioned the way he did. You know, going back to when Saul throws his spear at David when David's playing the harp for him, that happened twice. I know. You know, if that happened to me once, I would probably, you know, flip out and be like, yeah, never again. We're getting a restraining order on this guy. Um, you can find a new heart player. Yep, find somebody I'm not, else. I'm not, I'm not doing going this. back. And uh, I might tell that guy, you know, you have to wear an armor, you yeah. know, and maybe uh, find some kind of sedative, you know, for this guy. Um, <laughs> but that's not how David was. David no. understood um, that God was the one who would direct his path. And so when it comes to us, like, how do we, how are we supposed to get our integrity? We have to ask. You yeah. know, the Bible um, says in James, you know, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Mm. And we have to ask in faith. Yeah. Um, and then it says, you know, like we can't, we can't doubt because doubting is like we're being tossed on the waves. Yeah. And if we don't have the mind of Christ, if we're not going to, to, to God with the intention to truly understand his heart and get his integrity imprinted onto us, mm-hmm. then we will be tossed. We sure will. We absolutely will. And I think it's an interesting point that we're bringing up here because we're living in a world, like we said, that's very relative. And so standards are all over the place. Yeah. Values are all over the place. How do I know what to believe? How do I know what to accept? And I think the most important thing is coming right back to where we find our firm foundation. Mm-hmm. And it's the word of God. And like you say, from the book of James, ask for wisdom. You know, there was a time in my life where I had gotten to the place through some sin in my life and through a period of rebellion that I really lost the conviction. So I was raised in a Christian household, really knew the Lord from a young age, but I had lost the conviction and value of abortion being wrong. You know, because I let some of the world standards seep into my heart. 
And I would justify, you know, an abortion for surely there's certain reasons and certain things where it would definitely be justified. And I began to study the scripture and I began to ask for the heart of God. And as I was doing so, I felt that the Lord was putting on my heart that my value or lack thereof for abortion or being against abortion was missing. And I was saying, okay, Lord, I don't, I don't know how to align. If, if this is your word and your value, I'm over here. I don't know how to make that alignment. And so through a lot of prayer and, and reading through the scriptures, you know, Proverbs 31, open your mouth for the speechless and in the cause of all those who are appointed to die. And then being on a, on a liberal college campus and, and having pictures in, in a newspaper, newspaper article printed of partial birth mm. abortion, the Lord used those things to begin to shift my value system to right. be aligned with him. Mm -hmm. And you, like you said, it had nothing to do with feelings. I had to be willing to check my lack of value right. Right. for his truthful right. standard and say, you know what, I'm willing to let go of what I think I believe and agree with, and I'm gonna just choose your value. And who did you go, who, who did you go to to get that wisdom? You went directly to, to Lord. the Lord because you know people are great but you could have gone to people mm -hmm. and you could have found different people right. who would have, some would have affirmed how you were feeling in that moment. Yeah. And then others may have come down maybe, you know, harshly. Um, but what you really needed was you needed the heart of, of God. And the only way you can get that is going through God. And, and this is what's beautiful is what happened through that was not just a confirmation and affirmation, but it was intimacy. It was yes. relationship. I began to discover that God wanted intimacy with me, that he wanted to have relationship with me, which is ultimately the goal. And I think, you know, why are we bringing this up on integrity? Because how are we going to be able to withstand the, the seasons and times that right. we're in right. and do the right thing if this person is a believer and they feel one way and this person's a believer and they feel another way and the world thinks totally different. We have to have that integrity from the Lord, which comes from his word and his exactly, heart. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and that's, the, that's the starting point yeah. is, okay, I'm going to check my feelings and, and, my, and you know, my thoughts at the door and I'm going to see Lord, what does your word say? Absolutely. Because if it's in the word, then that's then that's how it is. Yeah. And then God help me to align. Uh, please, yes. God, work in my heart and align my feelings so that I am conformed to your word and to your truth. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid. This is what I had to learn on that abortion piece. I couldn't be afraid of my lack of conviction. Mm -hmm. I had to pray and ask the Lord to change right. my conviction to be aligned with him. And not only did he change the conviction, but he brought me to a deeper level of intimacy with him. It was right. beautiful. Right, right. So moving from integrity, we come to this place of honor, which really I love what Pastor Zach was bringing up here. When you live with integrity, you will treat people regardless of how they treat you. You will treat people with honor. Yes, yes. Because when we're, when we're acting with integrity, and if t integrity is, the, is God's standards, we're going to treat people... Way God wants them treated, yeah. but we're not going to compromise His truth. That's it. And God treats people honorably. You know, we can look at Jesus and how J Jesus interacted with people. He always treated them honorably, even those who who were accusing Him, even the the Pharisees and those who were coming at Him. You know, He He spoke truth, but you know, He did it appropriately. You know, He knew He knew how to regulate how he was supposed to treat them. Mm. 
I think that's an amazing piece here because we have this concept that God, who formed the universe, would still come down as a human, and that in and of itself is honor because he didn't have to. He could have just wiped everything out, started over, but he came down to redeem what was lost. And so what we're praying, what we're believing is that if we start with humility, we move into the place of having our convictions formed, our convictions and values formed by the Lord and his word, then we're able to stand and honor those even when they are coming against us. And I'll tell you, this brings us to this concept of when I honor God, and I honor people, and I live with integrity, I don't need to prove your wrongness in my rightness. How many times are we trying to justify our belief and our our faith or whatever it may be, even just in a practical sense, and make that other person feel like they're wrong? Right, and and, you know, that's what, what what the word says is, you know, God says, vengeance is mine, Mm. I will, will repay. Uh, we really want to jump to that vengeance piece, uh, but where we're actually called to speak the truth in love. And Jesus, you know, tells us, tells us, you know, turning the other cheek. There's, there's a greater, there's a, there's a greater battle at play, even in the midst of these times where, you know, we're dealing with people that are against us. Mm. And it's, it is, it does come down to their soul. It comes down to their standing with God. And we have to reflect the heart of God to them. Um, and we can't use, you know, because we have the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I come at someone with the truth, I can't do it from a vengeful spirit, mm-hmm. you know, because God tells me that, you know, vengeance is his, it's not mine. Um, and I think when we don't do speak the truth in love, then it, it starts to cause um, a further division. It really does. You know, if we're thinking about this whole series that Pastor Zach has been in and and going through these past three weeks and from anointing to appointing, the truth is that God has created you for a purpose. And I want to clarify one thing. You are not just created and saved to do work for the Lord. You were created and saved for intimacy and fellowship. But as a natural byproduct, we were saved unto good works, the scripture says in Ephesians 2. And so as a natural byproduct of relationship with the eternal one, we do good works. So bringing that back to this place of honor is that if God has put you into a position. So after Sunday service, I, I, I reached out to a couple family members and I said, listen, you need to listen to Pastor Zach's message today. It's really critical for where you are. And here's the reason why, because Pastor Zach was reminding us that when God wants to bring honor, when God, God himself may want to confront, we haven't even gotten to that piece yet, No, we haven't. but God himself may want to confront that individual and you may be standing in the place for God to do so. And it's not us, you know, driving down the hammer and, and, and being like David and coming to that place where I could slay you. It is that place of integrity that says, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to allow the Lord to bring the vengeance like you're saying. And this brings us to that point that Pastor Zach was raising on Sunday. When you live with honor, you're not necessarily going to remove yourself from a situation prematurely. No. No. And that's just what you were saying. Like, if this was you, if you were in David's shoes, you would have said, I'm out, restraining order, get another heart player, figure it out, I'm done. But to live with that place of having integrity settled... You know that you've been anointed by the Lord. You know that you've been called by the Lord. And this is the place you've been called to stand. Right, right. And, and, and that's the thing is, you know, I think our culture 
uh, broadly speaking, can get behind the fact of treating people with honor, but that usually means I'm going to treat people in a way that they're going to feel like I'm treating them nicely yeah. or in a way that's going to make them feel comfortable and validated when the truth is at a certain point, the honorable thing is I'm going to share the truth with you. Yes. So David knew that he was anointed to be king. He had an opportunity to slay Saul and actually had the conviction not to. How could he touch the Lord's anointed, but did not restrain himself, like Pastor Zach was saying in the, in the scripture accounts, to go out and say, look at I have this. You were in my hands. You were in my clutches, and I decided not to. Yes. Why are you yes. coming against me? And, and what's amazing is that when he brings that truth, at the right time, it brings a sense of remorse. Unfortunately, as we read in the scripture, it does not produce true repentance inside of Saul. But the hope, and I believe God's hope as we move into confrontation, I believe that God's hope in instituting David as this newly anointed king before he brings him to the place of appointing is I believe that God was trying to confront the, the, the selfish side of Saul, the, the, right. the puffed up side of Saul that thought because he was put into this position, you know, he could do whatever he wanted. And God was bringing David into this role to bring some confrontation to himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because what ends up happening is when we treat people honorably and when we share the truth, it does bring conviction. Yes. Um, and then at that point, it's, you know, if they want to work with the Holy Spirit on that, the Holy Spirit's going to bring them to that place of growth. And that's what doesn't happen with Saul. Mm. Uh, you know, he, he feels remorseful, but then he falls back into this because he has a heart issue um, that he's not, he's not, he's never really, he never ever, ever fully repents of. Yeah. So as we kind of come into our final few minutes together, I want to bring this to the practical just real mm -hmm. briefly and just say, okay, maybe there's somebody in your life, or maybe there's a system in your life, in your workplace that you feel that you need to bring some confrontation to. And I think the, the point of Pastor Zach's lesson, the point of the past three lessons is, let's make sure that we start from that place of humility. Mm -hmm. So if you feel this burning sense, like I'm gonna show them, you know, I'm gonna bring vengeance, or I'm just gonna, I'm past vengeance, I'm just gonna prove this, I have an opportunity. You know, you're probably not sitting there in the workplace with a sword, um, hopefully not, mm -hmm. and, and you're not looking for, you know, a, a boss or a, a coworker's opportunity right. to be, you know, completely open, but you may be, holding on to an email to prove something. You may be holding on to a text message. You may be trying to withhold something to bring that person to a place of, see, I got you. Right, right, right. And so to come back to, if you feel like God is calling you to bring some confrontation, because I do want to bring up, Paul talks about this in Galatians, that there is a necessary confrontation. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just want to just, just clarify something from earlier. You know, like when I was saying that Jesus treated the Pharisees honorably, it's, you know, he said a lot of harsh things to them. Yeah. Uh, you read it, you're like, wow, he's calling these people, you know. Brood of vipers. Yeah, brood of vipers. <laughs> and, and, and he goes into the temple and he, you know, he says, my house is a, is a, is a house of prayer. You're making it a den of thieves. You know, the, the thing was Jesus was doing that to reach their hearts. Yeah. Um, he didn't go in and and he didn't use the tools of the world. He yes. didn't use, he didn't, he didn't raise an army, which is why, you know, Judas um, and, and a lot of his followers fell away because they were looking for a different kind of vengeance. Yeah. That, but Christ was looking 
to a deeper he had a, he had a deeper um, you know cause and that's what we're called to that's exactly right and he was after that heart change he yes. wanted to produce a humble heart change now if you bring up Jesus Jesus could not have gotten to that place to flip over the tables I think I think that this is a great point Luke because we feel like when there's a righteous indignation yes. we feel very justified and literally going in and flipping over the tables. We have a right to. But if you read the scriptures, Jesus went into the temple multiple times before that happened. And it's really important to understand that it wasn't like day one, I'm flipping over no, these tables. No. And, and the only reason that Jesus had the authority to do that, obviously he was vested with that authority yeah. from the Father being the Son of God, but was because he had already walked in that honor and he'd already had the integral values from the Lord. And if we make it not about us in confrontation, yes. here's the point. Yes. It is not about me. It is about the truth that God is bringing. And so therefore it must be submitted. Right. And it's not my role to convict. It, it, is, it is the Holy Spirit and the truth of God that will convict and then continue the deeper work um, in that individual or that party. Yeah. So we got a great closing scripture here from Titus 2. I'd love for you to share this. So Titus 2, verse 7. And you yourself uh, must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. Mm. So kind of bringing it home, if you feel like there is somebody in your life or a system in your life or workplace that you need to confront, we want to encourage you this week to go back and, and look if the honor is there. If there's been dishonor, you know, one of the best ways to win, I think Pastor Zach brought it up on Sunday is, um, and maybe because he's working with bees and honey now, but you know, you catch more flies with honey than you do mm -hmm. vinegar. Absolutely. And it's uh, just a really great concept is to go back and say like, have I been honorable in my workplace? You know, am I gonna come in with a hammer? Like, have I walked with honor and integrity? Right, right. And 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 if, if the person that, that you have dishonored or has dishonored you, if they are also a believer, you know, that's that's half the battle to yeah. getting to coming to a deeper place of fullness in Christ. Is you know, we're both saying if we're both saying we're Christians, then we're both saying we want our heart and our integrity to align with Christ. So pray into that and and consider a conversation and and asking, you know, like, you know, this was the situation, this is how either I dishonored you or you or I felt that you dishonored me. And, you know, I want us to have the heart of Christ on this. Um, and so let's, can we lay aside our differences and just really press into the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate mm. the truth of this situation, showing either us where we were wrong or what's his truth, not, not necessarily my truth, it's his truth. So good. So good. Well, we're going to close in just a moment here with some prayer, but we do want to remind you, we'd love to hear your questions. If you have any questions or things that are coming up and some of Pastor Zach's message, it's been great recently. Pastor Zach's been doing a lot of teaching and practical application right within the messages. Um, but sometimes you may have some questions. We would love to share those and kind of dialogue with you. So info at hpc.church. And you can hear the podcast. You can watch the YouTube. You know where to get those things. Um, and would you close us in prayer? Absolutely. So, Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. And, Father, I pray uh, that you would impress your word onto our hearts. Mm. Uh, Father, we, we, we surrender every part of ourselves. We surrender our desires. We surrender our, our feelings, our emotions, our expectations, our standards. And, Father, we just ask 
uh, that you would just do the deep work, that you would take us to that place of intimacy with you so that we would know your heart and that it would be your heart and your love that is that it that so permeates all of our words and all of our actions so that when people interact with us that they would encounter you and that they would want to know why it is that we act the way we do so that we can reflect everything not not to us mm. but back to you and so mm. father we give you our lives we give you this time and uh in jesus name amen Amen. All right, folks, this is The Breakdown. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. We'll see you next week.